I was at a conference a few months ago and got to catch up with a seminary classmate that I hadn't seen in a long time. And he said something that really stuck with me. He said, when it comes to Christianity, it's gotten to where I'm just not interested in optimization anymore. I'm interested in transformation. He meant that he'd grown increasingly frustrated with the idea that Christianity is nothing more than a nice addition to our lives, something we can add on that will make us a little bit happier, a little bit kinder, an extra activity that we do just when we have time for it, when we need a bit of encouragement or inspiration. That kind of Christianity, the kind that exists just to optimize our lives, doesn't interest him anymore. He wants the kind of faith that doesn't optimize our lives, but transforms them, turns them upside down, changes everything it touches. Transformation, not optimization. And I have to admit, at first, I felt a little bit resistant. I mean, I spent a, a lot of time trying to convince people that faith will make their lives better and richer and deeper and more connected. And I believe with all my heart that if you practice your Christian faith, your life will get better. I think Christianity optimizes human life. But the more I think about it, the more convinced I am by what he was saying. After all, the Gospels don't describe lives optimized by Jesus. They describe lives transformed. Jesus sends out a group of largely illiterate fishermen to heal the sick and proclaim the good news. He's told them not to take any money with them, no bread, not even a change of clothes. He's told them to trust that they will nonetheless be taken care of. And in today's gospel, they return to him, exhausted and exhilarated by their experience. He takes them to a mountain for solitude and rest, but what Jesus has done and said is so amazing that they can't get a moment alone. They're found by a crowd that's walked for miles to see them. People who manage only to touch the edge of Jesus' robe are healed. Jesus has to preach and teach, and the disciples have to follow him. The moment these fishermen meet Jesus, their lives change forever transformed, not optimized. At its best, Christianity doesn't offer us a slightly calmer and more compassionate version of life as usual. It offers us a life transformed. And I think in our heart of hearts, that's what we really want. Because human beings have a hunger for depth, for discipline, for challenge for something that requires us to give our whole selves, body and spirit. We want more. But we settle for optimization when what we really want is transformation. And that's because there's a part of us that wants that depth and that challenge, and there's another part of us that resists it. We want to be transformed, sort of, but we definitely don't want to change. There's a part of us that wants to keep our faith safely on the margins of our lives. Leave it as something that's there for support and inspiration when we need it. For example, I would like to offer 
just a small subset of the excuses that I used to avoid sitting down for a time of prayer on the day that I wrote this sermon. <laughs> One, the kitchen is not clean. I can't possibly pray until the kitchen's clean. Two, I really need to read this article on the internet. It might be relevant. Three, I should probably text my friend back. Maybe she has a good sermon idea. Four, if I listen to this album, I'll be inspired. Five, what am I having for lunch? <laughs> Six, I can't possibly pray when there's laundry to do. Seven, I haven't called my family yet. Eight, what's for lunch? You've got the idea. And that's just the shallow stuff. Then there's the deeper resistance that I have. What if I sit down to pray and it doesn't feel like God's there? What if something happens in prayer and I realize that God wants me to do something I don't want to do? What if God asks something of me that I don't want to give? I want God to make my life better without getting in the way of my schedule. I want to know and I want to be transformed by God, but I resist it too. And to be clear, I believe that God is there for us and loves us even when we are in optimization mode, when we try to keep God sort of over at the edge of things. That's the amazing thing about God's love. God's love for us isn't any less when we sleep in on Sundays or clean the kitchen instead of praying. But I do think there is always an invitation for more. There's always an invitation to be transformed. Because that's where the good stuff is. That's what we crave at the deepest level. Real change, real transformation. That's where the joy is to be found. In depth, in challenge, in giving ourselves fully to God. However, there is no shortcut to transformation. It doesn't happen naturally. It doesn't fall into our laps. Our relationship with God in Christ is like any real relationship. To build something, you have to show up every day. We have to intentionally shape our lives in a way that allows God to work. We have to take on practices that build the muscles it takes to be a Christian. Transformation is fundamentally God's work. It's something God does in us. But it takes work on our part to be open and to be available to God's work. You'll hear Reverend Chris and I talking more and more this fall about something called the way of love. Our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, who many of you heard preach at the royal wedding, talks about the way of love as a shape of living that allows us to be open to God's work of transformation. Bishop Curry identifies some practices, some things we can do to be open to God's transformation. He calls them practices for a Jesus-centered life. Here are the practices he identifies. Turn. Pause, listen, choose to follow Jesus. Learn. Reflect on scripture each day, particularly Jesus' life and teachings. Pray. Dwell with God intentionally each day. Worship. Gather in community regularly to thank, praise, and dwell with God. Bless. Share your faith unselfishly. Give and serve. Go. Cross boundaries. Listen deeply. Live like Jesus. And finally, rest. You can find a link to 
those practices in Connect this week. But I invite you not to get too distracted by a to-do list and instead to consider the deeper questions at the heart of all of our faith practices. As a Christian, do you want optimization or do you want transformation? And if you want to be transformed, what practices, what one practice even, can you put in place in your life that would help you to be open to God? Faith absolutely makes our lives better. There are scores of studies that associate practicing a religion with better health, longer life, more happiness. But Jesus always invites us to more. He invites us to be transformed into people who are more able to love, more able to serve. And if we are to able to move past our resistance and accept that invitation to transformation, amazing things can happen. Let's do that together. Amen. Amen.